0: Wherever you're watching from around the world, throughout the week, it's always an honor and a privilege. Rewind, play. It's always an honor and a privilege to get to hang out with you uh, each and every week. And I'm excited. We're kicking off a brand new series called Angels. Um, some of us may feel like hell's angels, but today we're angels, right? We have angels. It's good times. Uh, nobody. Tough crowd. Pastor Joe. didn't work out. So wherever you are, we're excited to get, to kick off our series called Angels. And just a reminder, all the way through, when it comes to our series. Uh, we have questions about angels, right? Like all of us do, right? It's a really cool thing. Maybe some of us have some angel stories. We're going to maybe share some of those all the way through. But really quickly, uh, we create a space and a time every fall if you would like to submit your question where we just answer the question, what does the Bible say about Maybe you have some questions about the church. Maybe you have some questions about the Bible, about Jesus. Maybe you're just afraid to ask them. You can do that through our app. Go to the more tab. Go to the vine.tv slash app. You can download that for free today. Click on the More tab. You'll see what does the Bible say about. Also in there, you'll see a place where you can take notes. You'll see a place for our prayer wall. You'll see all kind of crazy good things uh, for this Sunday. So I want to encourage you. We're going to take questions through the 18th. And if you don't ask questions, then I get to ask the questions. And I hope you're read up on Leviticus if I do, because we're going to have some fun in Leviticus when we do that. Or Numbers. Or Numbers. We did our, hey, for real, we did our our Bible app this morning. Our Angels Devo, and I think it was like Numbers 789, and I lost it. I don't know if you don't get that. It's too early in the morning, apparently. So, Numbers 789, yeah, whatever. So, wherever you are right now, uh, I'm excited to be kicking off this Angels series with you. Uh, we say it each and every week. We're diving into Angels, because many of us have questions about Angels. So, here's the thing when it comes to Angels, really quickly. All of us have seen some Angel movies, right? I mean, I remember my Mama Seal. her favorite show on Sunday night was Touched by an Angel. I know I'm getting old, right? Della Reese, come on, y'all. Y'all know. If you know, you know. Good times. You know, Touched by an Angel. Maybe you saw, uh, there we go. See, everybody gets excited. Uh, the, the John Travolta cult classic, my- Michael. Michael, yeah, it's a bad one, but it's funny. Uh, maybe that. I encourage everyone every year at Christmas, and I'm challenging you now. It is well worth your hour and a half when it comes to a movie on angels. It's not ghosts. Don't get excited. Uh, when it comes to movies on angels, there's a movie called The Preacher's Wife that has Whitney Houston in it. Every Christmas, I, tell, I, I put it out there in hopes that someone will take, it, take me up on it. Now, obviously, I have Christmas movies I watch uh, sometimes throughout the year, but this is one of those movies. Uh, I'm telling you, the worship in there is just like vine worship. It's incredible. You'll, you'll love the storyline. Listen, listen, Lionel Richie plays, uh, plays uh, the piano in there. Uh, Whitney Houston is singing her mother's in the film I mean it's it's crazy awesome story about angels Denzel Washington is an angel in the movie y'all so like go spend time doing it it's a fun thing it's a, it's a movie on that but really quickly the plot how that goes it's one of my favorite angel movies my mother loved that movie uh, wasn't her favorite Christmas movie but she loved it for the soundtrack alright and it wasn't they sing Joy to the World and I'm telling you you'll see Whitney Houston drop Joy to the World and you, it'll be hard to listen to it the same Uh, But there was one uh, her favorite song is they do like this Christmas pageant And it was who could imagine a king and it talks about how Mary couldn't have imagined that Jesus was going to be a king It's an awesome story But how the plot line goes is uh, the pastor prays for God to send help the church is about to close down Uh, uh, Gregory Hines is a bad guy. Come on. Let's be real. His name's Joe Hamilton Uh, He's a bad guy and he's gonna buy the church and put luxury condos up. All right Uh, The pastor prays for an angel denzel washington shows up there you go somebody gets excited huh i can't do it well but anyway if you know you know Uh, all the way through denzel washington shows up he gets to the end of the movie and he men in blacks them like he will Smith them he just he erases their memory nobody remembers he's an angel but the little boy at the very end their son uh Whitney Houston, they're called the bigs. Uh, Whitney Houston and her husband, they have a son, and I think his name's Jeremiah. Whitney Houston's name's like Julia. Henry is the name of the pastor. They have, and the son's the only one that remembers. I would encourage you to watch a movie. It's predictable, but it's a good one. But that sometimes is what we think angels are. We pray to God for something, and angels will just come down. We pray to God for an angel. We beg God for a guardian angel. We beg for those things. And we think, well, that's how, you know, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, right? Like we think that that's, that's what it is. And it's not. It's absolutely not. I've been so challenged and encouraged studying this. And there's only so much I can cover in a few weeks. So we may come back to this a little bit later. This may spill over, but uh, we just didn't get to talk about it much in church. When it came to angels, wasn't it a weird thing? We just didn't talk about angels much in church. We just didn't. Like, the only time that we saw it is we heard that the, the, the shepherds, there were shepherds watching fields, uh, watching their flocks or their fields by night. And the angels came. More on that in a little bit. The angels came. That's about it. Did. You didn't get much from angels from that, right? That was it. So I'm excited to dive into this. and we learn about angels, I've learned a new, some new things. Like I told you, I've been trying to read up some books and some commentaries. I want to share those with you. But most importantly, we're going to dive in the Word of God and see where angels are there. Angels are referenced almost 300 times in the Bible. It's crazy. Uh, directly, if you were to type in a search of like angels, I think it's somewhere around 90 times specifically, you hear the word angel, cherubim, or seraphim. Like It's just really one of those things. If you sing holy, holy, holy in church, if you know... Come on, we did one, two, and four in the Baptist church. It was that second that second verse. You know, the second verse, the seraphim and cherubim showed up. Like the seraphim and cherubim showed up in that one. If you remember, we we the saints lay down our golden crowns on the glassy sea, seraphim and cherubim. Okay, anyway, wherever you are, if you know, that's where we are. So if you ever sang that one back in the day, that's it. So today what we're going to learn through, uh, we're going to be back in the book we've been in the past few weeks in Ezekiel. Today what we're going to learn through is angels among us. Next week, we're going to learn through "Holding My Wings. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. But this week is Angels Among Us. Did I hear Alabama? That's what I was going to say. I know somebody's waiting for... Oh, I... You're waiting. You're waiting for the little kids' choir behind. Believe there are angels among us. Mama couldn't see him, but he was standing there. You know it. Don't lie. It is... Uh, you know, it was it. It was it. You hear this. So as I was getting ready, that's what I thought of. And that's also as I was preparing for this, I thought about that. Uh, good times. Good times as we have that. Uh, some, some of you went to uh, Mick Jagger with angels, didn't you? I just, you just heard angel. That's bad. We're not talking about that one. We're actually talking about real angels. Good times. So if you've got your Bible, we're going to learn through angels among us. Uh, we're going to be in three places of scripture today. We're going to be in the book of Ezekiel to start with. We're going to see Jesus talk about angels a little bit in Matthew. And then we're going to spend the rest of our time in Hebrews, all right, with the writer of Hebrews in Hebrews 1. And that's what we're going to learn about angels among us. So if you've got your Bible today, let's go ahead and get to Ezekiel 1. Been in Ezekiel the past few weeks, uh, so I'm excited to be there today. If you don't have a Bible, as always, we have them free for the asking. Uh, our Vine production team, I say it all Zach uh, every week, uh, make sure that's on the screen wherever you are. Uh, and in the back of our Vine production team, make sure that what Zach prepares is on the screen wherever you are. So wherever you're watching around the world, it'll be on there for you as well. But as always, you can take notes in our Vine church app. If you want me, give me an amen. amen. I'm doing a lot of talking. Let's do it. All right. Let's see what Jesus has to say about it. Ezekiel 1 and verse 4 says this, I looked. And I saw a windstorm coming out of the north, an immense cloud with flashing lightning surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal. And in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. In appearance, their form was human. Now, I don't want to stop and start a lot. I know sometimes I get you on that. But when I read this, did anybody go to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Like four in the fire, and you see they look like humans, like this is crazy. Now that we talk about the Word of God, you're going to be asking me later if there are any of the brownies that Ezekiel ate to describe this because you want some to have a great rest of the evening. So wherever you are, you're going to see verse 6 through 14. You're going to ask, you're going to say, dude, lay off the, uh, the devil's lettuce. You know, calm down on that. So here we go. Verse 6. But each of them had four faces and four wings, their legs were straight, their feet were like those of a calf, and gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings, on their four sides, they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings. The wings of one touched the wings of another. Each one went straight ahead, and they did not turn as they moved. Their faces looked like this. Each of the four had the face of a human being, and on the right side of on the right side each had the face of a lion. And on the left side, the face of an ox and also the face of an eagle. Such were their faces. They each had two wings spreading out upward, each wing touching that of the creature on the other side, on either side. And each had two other wings covering its body. Each one went straight ahead, or excuse me, yeah, each one went straight ahead. Wherever the spirit would go, they would go without turning as they went. The appearance of the living creatures was like burning coals of fire or torches. Fire moved back and forth among the creatures. It was bright and lightning flashed out of it. The creatures sped back and forth like flashes of lightning. Let's get to verse 24 before we stop again. Let's scoot down here and see what else that Ezekiel says about this. When the creatures moved, I heard the sound of their wings, like the roar of rushing waters, like the voice of the Almighty, like the tumult of an army. When they stood still, they lowered their wings. Like this is one of those things like you you saw back in the day, like on lifetime, right? Like on uh, unexplained mysteries or whatever that was, you know, unsolved mysteries. Like the guy comes out like, when you hear this, this sounds crazy. This sounds like a UFO. Like, does it not just sound like one of those stories, like, you expect somebody with a great mullet to show up here in a second and just give you a story about it, right? Like, what Ezekiel's talking about. But what he is describing is actually seeing the throne of God. He is seeing God and the angels with him. The cherubim and seraphim, he is showing them with him. That is actually the vision that he is seeing are angels. And sometimes we read this and it's like, Whoa, like you get taken back, and that 's why we don 't talk about Ezekiel much as we talked about in the past few, because you read things like this, and really you do think like Ezekiel was like taking something he shouldn 't have like he 's he's, he's having crazy visions that aren 't re- like wheels that go back and forth, six wings and eyes and hands and foreheads like what somebody exercised this guy like what is happening? what is going on, but it is literally why we talk about Ezekiel having this revelation. And John's revelation on Patmos is actually a peeling back more of the curtain of what Ezekiel sees. Which is why I have challenged all the way through, if you ever read the book of Ezekiel, you can look online. Some great commentators. I, I encourage you, Biblehub.com can give you some great commentaries. It will show you where Ezekiel and Revelation line up. It's really insane. It's really it's how good God is. Like that these things line up. So Ezekiel is explaining the angels in a vision that John will letter, later see in Revelation when he describes the angels, the seven bowls of wrath, the seven trumpets, the seven angels, when he talks about them ministering to Christ, ministering to God, it is a deeper revelation of Ezekiel 1. So here we go. Ezekiel sees this vision. It is a vision of God and the throne room of God. God is protected by these angels. These angels are there. He sees them going back and forth. And even though they may sound like UFOs, who knows? UFOs could be angels. The way that he describes it, I don't know. They could be. Maybe they're time travelers. I don't know. Whatever that is, it could be the way he does it. But what we're going to pull from this is he is literally describing angels before the throne room of God. Now, last week we talked about dry bones becoming an army. I love how 24 says all of the angels look like an army. All right? So, we've got what Ezekiel says about it. Let's see one snippet. Jesus talks about angels some, but let's see one snippet of what Jesus says about it. As he is on his way to the cross, Matthew 26, verse 52 to 54, Jesus talks about angels just for a second. So here's what Jesus says. So Jesus is on his way. Judas is already given the forbidden kiss like he's already given the the betrayal kiss. Uh, The temple guard is about to arrest Jesus. They're standing there. Many say it's Peter with the sword, right? Somebody's about to draw their sword. This is what Jesus says when it comes to angels. Verse 52. Put your sword back in in its place, Jesus said to him. For all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think that I cannot call on my father and he will at once put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels? But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? So This is really crazy awesome. So Jesus is saying 12 legions. A Roman legion was about 6,000 men. All right, uh, 6,000. There were 3,600 infantry and 3,600 support. Mixed of cavalry uh, and mixed of, uh, you know, just support uh, and vehicles and whatnot. I guess they had wheels and all that crazy good stuff. So Jesus says, hey, at the snap of my finger, 72,000 angels will come down here immediately. This isn't the only time Jesus mentions angels. We'll talk more through it. Remember when he was in the fasting for 40 days and 40 nights and Satan tempts him? He goes after the temptation, after Satan tries to tempt him three times, and angels minister to him. That's the frame of reference I want us to have as we go to Hebrews So let's get to the writer of Hebrews, and then we'll kind of bring this all together. So we've gone to Ezekiel's vision. We see that Jesus said there's at least 72,000 angels in heaven. So what does the writer of Hebrews say when it comes to angels? So Hebrews 1, we're going to start in verse 5 and go to verse 14. So Hebrews 1, if you're flipping, see I'm flipping in my Bible here. Uh, If you're flipping, here's what happens in Hebrews 1, verse 5 through 14. Let's see what they say. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son? Today I have become your father. So he didn't Darth Vader, any of those, okay? Or again, I will be his father, and he will be my son. And again, when God brings his firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. And speaking of the angels, he says, And he makes his angels his spirits, and his servants flames of fire. Now remember, Ezekiel sees fire. When angels, more on that in a little bit. But about the sun, he says, "Your throne, O God." will last forever and ever. A scepter of justice will be the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore God, your God, has set you above your compassions by anointing you with the oil of joy. He also says, in the beginning, Lord, you laid the foundations of the earth and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will be changed, but you remain the same. Your years will never end. To which of the angels, did God ever say, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Tons to unpack. We just sang about champion. Like I see this, and this is just the supremacy of Christ. If you've ever read Colossians, Paul's letter to the Colossians, it talks about the supremacy of Christ. This is the supremacy of Christ. It tells us the order of things that God. Angels are a part of heaven, but angels are not above Christ Jesus, obviously, and angels actually aren't above us. Angels actually are sent to minister to those who inherit salvation, as we just saw in Hebrews 1:14. But I. This is why I get excited about this right here. I'm sorry. If you can't tell, I'm I'm a little excited anyway through it. I love reading this in verse 12 when it talks about his garment. You will roll them up like a robe, like a garment. They will be changed. It's the empty tomb, y'all. That's the grave clothes coming off. He's folded it neatly, set it at the headrest, and the tomb is empty, and he is the champion, and he will live forevermore, and those of us who are in him will get to do the same. And that gets me excited. Because yes, we're talking about angels. Yes, we're diving into angels today. But this is what I want us to get when it comes to angels. In spite of angels, God still chose you and me. God still chose his son to be in relationship with. So I'm going to share with you for us to be in relationship with him. So today, I'm going to share with you... What the Word of God says about angels. I'm going to share with you what scholars have said. Uh, if you ever want to read a book, Dr. David Jeremiah's book on angels are great. That's one I've been studying. Billy Graham wrote a book in the 70s called Angels. So his and Dr. David Jeremiah's book kind of go hand in hand. They're great books. Honestly, it's uh, probably a weekend read maybe. I don't know how fast you read. It may be a weekly. It took me about a yeah, maybe about five days to read both. It just It's kind of up to you, but it's a ton of scripture, but a ton of information on angels that we don't have. Because when the writer of Hebrews wrote this, here was the problem, and this is where we can be when it comes to angels. The nation of Israel knew that angels were real and that they actually guarded the throne of God. If you were to look at the Ark of the Covenant, there are two cherubim and their wings touch, right? It's because angels guarded the presence of God so that we as sin would not walk into his presence. If you look, when Moses was there, that's where he met the presence of God. So angels have a function and a role when it comes to what happens. And the Israelites, knowing that, started worshiping the angels. They say, well, if you're the intermediary before God, then then you're the guy who's going to get me on the list, right? Like, you know, they get the nudge. Like, I know the DJ guy. Like, that's it. Like, you know, they want to make sure that they're in good with the angels because the angels will let them see God. And the writer of Hebrews is saying here, you're missing the point. If you're worshiping angels, it's not the angels that you should be worshiping because angels were created like you and I to worship God. It is God you should be worshiping. So here's what we get in the context of this when it comes to angels. Angels were created just like you and me. They're created beings. They they have a function. Their function is to carry out the will of God as he wills them to do. Angels don't have power in and of their own. God has to give them power just like you and I. As a matter of fact, many biblical scholars have moved, and listen, I can't prove this, so hear me out. I'm just reading the scholars, and uh, many would say in the Hebrew Bible that uh, God created the angels somewhere between day two and three. Now, for us, we think, well, they must be more important than us. They got to be there before we did. But actually, God created the angels with you and I in mind because they are created to minister to him, minister to Jesus. As we just wrote, read in Hebrews one14 they're also there to minister to us who inherit salvation, which only comes through Jesus Christ. So when the angels were created, they were thought with us in mind. Outside of that, not only do they sit under God's authority, we see that they accomplish the will of God throughout throughout the Bible. So when God says uh, to the angel, Sodom and Gomorrah, think about this. When when God's saying destroy things, think of David when he had to go through and the angel kills all the men when he shouldn't have numbered everyone and he he confesses and repents and, and people die. Like angels carry out the will of God. God gives them the power to do something and they go do it. But here's the thing that we can miss. Angels can also struggle. Ezekiel 13 is one. Where, uh, where you can read about angels struggling and Michael, the archangel, having to come in to help. Angels can struggle. How do we know angels struggle? Well, you read, what is it Jesus says he saw when Satan was thrown out of heaven like a flash of lightning and a third of the angels fell, right? So those angels have some type of free will as well, right? Now, just like you and I, we've been talking about this on Thursday nights, Uh, when it comes to this, and this might be your question when it comes to what does the Bible say about, uh, yes, I believe that we have the free will to respond yes or no, but when God speaks as his creation, we don't have a choice. We can't help but respond. If God says yes, if God says Lazarus come forth, we're coming forth. We don't have a choice. If God says the rocks will cry out when my son goes in, the rocks will cry out. We, that we don't have a choice, okay? But yet, so if God wills the angels to do something, they'll have a choice. They don't have a choice. They have to do it. But obviously they have a choice because a third fell with Satan. So am I muddy in the waters? Are we good? It's a lot on angels, I know. A little bit. So you're taking this, and we're going to talk about the order of angels. But what we can carry away most is angels minister not only to God, they minister to the children of God. All the way through, we see the importance of angels. We heard Ezekiel talking about angels. Revelation, if you read Revelation and you think angels aren't important, my goodness, look what John sees. All the way through. Angels are are opening up. Angels are saying, who among you is worthy? Angels are going, Isaiah, when he gives his prophecy, he says, you know, woe is me. We just read about this this morning in our Bible uh, Bible reading app as well. Woe is me that, like, I'm ruined because I'm in the presence of God. I'm absolutely ruined. And the angel comes and puts coal on his mouth and says, you're not clean. You're cleansed by the fire. Like, angels have an important role. And the weird thing is, it's just so mysterious. Like, I don't know about you, when I hear angels in the Bible, many are fearful. I would be fearful if I saw what Ezekiel saw. Like, wheels and heads and angels and wings. And I'm checking on something. Am I hallucinating? Like, am I going into surgery? What in the world is going on? Like, I would be afraid too. So, when we see these things, understand what I want you to get of this is I'm sharing with you what the word of God says, but also what many believe. So angels are created. Some believe between day two and three. Why were they created? To accomplish the will of God as he sees fit. They sit under God's authority. And here's the thing. They aren't omniscient or omnipresent like God. Just like you and I aren't. They can't be everywhere at once. Obviously not. But just think about this. Yes, God can be everywhere at once. And God, listen, could God accomplish the gospel without you and me? Could the gospel have been accomplished without you and I? Yes. Yet he still chose through his son to work through you and I to bring his gospel to the ends of the earth. Same for the angels. They're in an administrative role. So that's the highlights we have. Now, I want to share something that's not in the Word of God, and then we're going to talk about the order of angels, okay? So. We read about angels in Ezekiel. We read about angels throughout the Bible. We read what Jesus says. Jesus said, at the snap of my fingers, there could be 72,000 angels. When people were waiting with him on the cross, they said, maybe he's calling down Elijah. You remember? But also people were waiting to see if an angel would pick him up. They're waiting to see what would happen with that. We just read the writer of Hebrews said, hey, don't worship angels. Look at the supremacy of Christ. Christ is the only one that matters. Christ is the way to God. Even though the angels are the one that are the doorkeepers, Christ is the way. He is the path. He is the only way. So don't worship angels to think you can get in. But here's what others would say. Outside of the angels being uh, with that. Uh, Some move. I'm not going to get there. Some biblical scholars, as I was reading, hang out. Fringe theory. But... They believe that when the third of the angels fell, that's why God made us. I don't know. It's food for thought. So I'm sharing you something. So in other words, when the third of the angels fall with Satan, God was like, I'll show you Satan. I've heard Robert Morris give an amazing message about this when it comes to our creation, not about angels, but our creation and how we are created to worship. What was Satan the angel of? What was he? He was the the music, music, right? Musical. We are God's what? His instrument. Instruments. God's given us a windpipe. He's given us vocal cords. He's given us air. And when air crosses these cords, it makes a sound that we call our voice. So I can't say that a third of the angels falling is why God created you and I. He created you and I to be in relationship realistically with him through his son as his bride. However, Satan falls before you and I are here. That's why Satan's in the garden. So there are some that move out there that say that. I'm saying look above that when you read things like that, but at the same time, it's food for thought, isn't it? As a matter of fact, when my mom would talk about angels, I know that this, I can say this. What is it? I can say this now. So, what's she, what's she going to do? I mean, it is what it is. Like, I love you to death, mom. I'll see you in eternity. We'll figure it out. But yeah, I'll do anything her. So she believed that angels were probably UFOs, that when people saw UFOs, like she really believed like Ezekiel, that she was like, that they're seeing angels it's, it's not you and i'm like mom will smith's been out there like shooting things down like this, ain't, this ain't. but she would say things like she would say really really they are like i believe it's angels. that's angels like that that's angels people think that they're seeing things look what ezekiel says and like when you look at what he described think about it it glows like metal they have wheels they wing things like they it looks weird maybe she was on to something i don't know But when it comes to angels, I know for you and I, what can we know outside of the word of God? So let's look at what we can know. All right? Give me a ton of stuff. So hang in here with me. These next few weeks are going to be fun. Are angels among us? Yes, there are angels among us. Why? Jesus wouldn't have said he could snap his finger and they would be there. We see Elijah and Elisha ministered to by angels. We see angels show up. Remember uh, uh, when... Abraham and Sarah are there, and they say, you're going to have a baby. Angels show up in Daniel. Angels show up in Ezekiel. Angels show up in Isaiah. Angels show up in Jeremiah. We can see it all the way through in the Word of God. We see, hey, and Luke, the Christmas story, not just angels watching, you know, shepherds watching over their flock by nights. Remember, when Zechariah is there in the temple, angel comes to him and says, hey, your wife's going to have a kid, and you're going to name him John. Good old JTB, John the Baptist. And then the angel goes to Mary and says, you're going to have a son. Angels show up all the way throughout this. It's really crazy awesome. So here's what we know about angels when it comes to that. So medieval scholars moved. There were 10 orders of angels, but most would say there are only four. So hang in here with me. The first angel in the order of angels is the archangel. This is the head guy. There's only one, the archangel. The archangel we see in the Word of God is Michael Michael he goes and he brings god's message of law and judgment anytime you see Michael he is an executioner but he is also the he is also like the prime minister he's like like if you want to think in a good way it's like Joseph in Genesis fifty where he's the prime administ- you know he's he's the minister he's the prime minister he's the chief administrator of Egypt at that time to feed his brothers like That is Michael's chief function. Michael goes out and his name actually means who is like you, Lord. He's the head guy. He is the one that's in charge. Like he he's just the, he's the guy out there that's beside Jesus. When you look at Armageddon, Michael is going to be beside Jesus with the angels before the millennial reign. It is Michael that is beside him, following him all the way through. Okay. So Michael's like the dude, he's the guy. Now, the crazy thing about Michael, once again, his name means who is like the Lord, many would move and say that it was Michael who, at God's command, hurled Satan and the third of the angels out when 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 Satan turned his back on God. Satan wanted to be at one with God, right? Satan thought that he was God. He wanted to be above God, wanted to try to be that. But you see, as the created, he couldn't be the creator, right? So Michael's there. Michael takes over for Satan. Now Michael is the archangel, which is why at Armageddon, Satan and Michael, the battle of ages. Like this is it. Like, you know, there's fight night. Like, you know, they've already got their poses. They're ready. They're going in. But see, the problem is, it ain't Michael that's going to be defeating Satan. It's Jesus, the champion who's already won, who's coming in. Like he's the mystery guy coming in. Like he's already defeated him. So he's going to bind Satan up, and that's when the millennial reign will happen. So Michael, Michael, the archangel, the head honcho, that's where it is, we don't see Michael much unless there's somebody getting killed, sorry, or like there's something crazy going down. So if you like Braveheart, this is your guy, this is William Wallace, Michael's your dude, you love him. If you like uh, somebody in good taste like the prime minister or a chief ad man, like Joseph, Michael's your dude, he's the guy. The next one, outside of archangel, is angel a lot right there wasn't it it's it's a big transition archangel angel the angel we see we see angels all the way through but the angel we see most throughout scripture is gabriel Gabriel. Gabriel is God's messenger. Gabriel is like the press secretary. Gabriel is the guy who who brings God's good news and promise. He goes to Zechariah in the temple as he's getting ready to say, hey, John the Baptist is about to be born. Just want to let you know. Your wife's going to be pregnant. Oh, by the way, since you didn't believe me, I want to make you shut up for the rest of, for the entire pregnancy. You can't do anything. To which his wife said, thank God he shut up. I'm excited, right? Like all the way through, whatever that was. Uh, uh, Gabriel is there Gabriel is probably who led the heavenly host over the shepherds Gabriel is the one who talked to Mary and said hey you're going to have a son Gabriel is going to be the one all the way through that many would say hey that say, when it says all the dead in Christ rise when you look in Revelation it says come everyone he, he likely will be the messenger he's the, he's the PR guy he's the press secretary matter of fact some say he may even blow his trumpet I don't know if it's him that's going to blow the trumpet I don't know what it's going to be Uh, I don't know if he's gonna, he's gonna be in tune, I'm assuming, uh, all the way through, uh, but Gabriel. So what does Gabriel's name mean? Gabriel's name means God is great. So Michael, who is the archangel? His name means who is like the Lord. So if anybody could challenge, quote unquote, want to bring a challenge to God, that was Satan. He tried that and he got hurled out. So now Michael takes his place and says, who is like the Lord? The angel that we see the most is Gabriel, God's messenger, God's PR guy, God's press secretary. His name means God is great because he is going to bring the good news and the promise of God, which makes sense while we see him in Luke. But then here are the next two. Now we kind of get really weirded out, but we just read about here in Ezekiel. The next in the order of angels are the seraphim, the seraphim. And there's, when you look at this, the Hebrew word for seraphim means to burn. Even crazier when you look in there, it also means serpent. Even god's even my sister's in there. So it's got hope she listen god even redeems the snakes y'all Like all the way through don't break them out here because i'll punch you straight in the throat But like wherever you are like I will <laughs> I don't play that game I, You get bit by that snake all day long. I ain't playing that game And if you that stupid, i'm just gonna leave you there. We ain't calling ems either I'm, just gonna leave you there. We're gonna we'll dance around you do everything. I don't play that way All that to say though the snakes the seraphim they're snakes of fire. So imagine that you see a snake on fire. I don't want anything to do with that. But they're described what ezekiel talks about is the seraphim are actually above the throne of god they're not above god but they're positioned above they're kind of like when you look in like medieval times you see the choir like you see like the king and the the pastor giving the message and the the choir is like up there right like that is what it is they're given praise and glory to god above the throne of god and they they praise his name and character but their name literally means to burn So if we think that hell is the only place fire is, we've talked about the throne of God all the way through. God makes us walk through the fire. Remember, Ezekiel 4, face like humans, four who look like it, to purify us. So the throne of God, a blazing fire, the seraphim are up there praising God's name, and then beside the throne of God are the cherubim. The ones that we think are uh, Valentine's Day little babies running around with their little arrows, the cherubim. They're not. They're absolutely not. Their name means be gracious to. So you have Michael at the, at the top is the archangel who is like the Lord. Gabriel means God is great. The seraphim are above God, and it means to burn. And the cherubim means be gracious to. And they're beside the throne of God. And they give God glory with the seraphim that go out there. I don't know how this all works out for us when it comes to that. I don't know. Like, listen, I will tell you uh, in a few weeks, (laughs) you already know I'm crazy. So it's okay. Uh, I can share a story about that. When I know I've encountered an angel, uh, it had to be an angel because I can't explain it. Okay. Uh, Multiple times I've met this person, uh, this angel. It's not really a person. Uh, angel, and I didn't realize they were who they were till after the fact. That's the crazy part. I'll share about the story. It's really nuts. It's not a family member. It's not a like I said. If you think I'm crazy, y'all go ahead and bring the straight jacket that week because I'll probably need it. You'll probably think I'm even more crazy. But I I've never seen a seraphim that's on fire. Like if a dude's on fire, it's because I was watching like you know something on TV and like it's a stun or something. like that. I've never seen like this 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 fire. I don't know if I've seen a cherubim. I, I don't know if the angel I saw was that. I, I mean, I, I could have saw the, the Gabriel, the person that the, the angel that I, I mean, it was good news that they brought me. I, I, I don't know. So this is what I'm saying when it comes to angels all the way through is I'm studying this and I'm excited to dive into it because it's, it's one of those weird mysteries that you want to dive into. But I also will say when it comes to this, it's easy to get consumed in it. And so I'm sharing all this to you, and I don't want to be, like, I'm very excited and enthusiastic. I'm talking a million miles a minute because I've learned something new, and it's so exciting, and I just want to share it with you. But in the end, as the writer of Hebrews said, don't get so caught up in the angels that you miss the sun. And that's what we can do at times. Like, I'm excited for the series because I want to know things, but I'm not afraid to also tell you, I don't know everything about angels, and I'm okay with it. It's okay, there are things I can't explain and I'm okay with it. The older I get, I realize that. Like, hey, it's only Jesus, that's fine. You know, you're young, you gotta be able to explain it. It's, gotta, you gotta, it's tangible, you gotta stand on top of it and know exactly what you're doing and, it, and if you don't, then you don't do it. But I know God's at work and his thoughts are higher than mine and his ways are higher than mine, just like they're higher than yours and I see these angels and I look at the beautifulness and, and I look at the beauty of the story God has wrote for us through his son, and I see even in creating the angels. He didn't just create the heavens and earth with me and mine. He created angels to minister to us. As Alabama sings in the song, right, like we're not going to talk about Alabama, but they come to us in our time of need, in our despair. Most of the time, that's when people would say they met angels. Obviously not this crazy guy. There's a couple times, yes, but you'll laugh. It'll make even more sense, and you'll never let me near your car again. Now, uh, if you're looking for your brake to be released, I'll open your hood latch. If you know, you know. That's just how I roll, right? Like we've been there. We've been down that road. That's how it goes. But angels, angels. God even created angels with you and I in mind. Like, hey, some some folks, I, I, and I don't want to make fun of people, but I've said, you know, they come by on a bicycle, ask them to pressure wash your house. They'll do whatever you need. They'll give me your grocery list. They'll do whatever. They believe that that they're that the angels Uh, were there with Adam and Eve, and that if they mate with angels, then that's how many, the the more children they have, uh, the more glory they get in heaven. Those will be the ones that apostatize you. They'll say there was this golden scroll on a mountain, and Jesus walked the earth in America, but they don't tell you that the person who wrote that golden scroll went bankrupt and had to go find another person to write it to say that the golden scroll was there. Tough stuff. Kind of hard when you line that up. But All that to say, they worship angels. As a matter of fact, uh, I know we're Protestant. Our Catholic friends have prayers to angels. What I want you to know is, I don't pray to an angel. I pray to a king. And that's where this can get really like, like, you know, you can do a rosary to an angel all day long. Uh, 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 You can plead Gabriel's message. That's great. That's just Hebrews. Hebrews, he's the supremacy of Jesus. God didn't say the angel sits at the right hand. We, we just saw the queen pass away, right? You see the king step up. He expects the servants to move things and do things for him, right? Like all the way through. So when it comes to things like that, when it comes to us and what we do, let's just not get so consumed in it. And I'll try my best not to as well that we put angels on a higher pedestal than they should be, okay? Like, I know that that sounds weird. I'm excited about it. This sounds so Debbie Downer. You're like, we're not doing angels next week, are we? Yeah, we are, because we're holding my wings. It's going to be fun. Uh, and if anybody wants to wear some wings, it's fine. It'll be funny. But uh, I will tell you, hey, I'll put it out there now. As uh, you We're reading about it in our Bible app, too, as well. Not all angels have wings. The angel I've met doesn't have wings. Maybe they were chicken wings and they ate them. I don't know. But they don't have wings. It's okay. It's okay. Here's the difference. Here's the other thing. Lastly. Before we move on, and then we're going to talk about this. We're not going to be angels when we go to heaven. Ain't that something? We're going to be in a resurrected body. We're going to be like we were in the garden, Adam and Eve, the way we were supposed to be. And I don't see Adam and Eve described as having wings and all that. Like, maybe I am. Maybe I won't, but I know I'm not going to be an angel. The angels were created for a different order. As a matter of fact, the same amount of angels that God created when he created them is the same amount of angels that are here. I don't see angels procreating. So when our friends tell you that they are and that they procreated with them, they don't. Like, I know they're going to talk about the Nephilim, and that's where they're going to go, and they're going to go down that rabbit hole. Hmm, no. Because if that's the case, why would Satan not want to multiply his angels? And let them breed and and have the third change into more and more and more. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't make sense. So, that's what I have for angels. If you get nothing else from me today, you learned about the order of angels. You've learned some things about angels. You've realized that they are created by God just like you and I. But also, here's the beauty of God. They're created with you and I in mind to minister to us to minister to us when he sends them to do so. Not because we prayed a certain prayer, we unlocked the secret code, we shook the magic eight ball of angels and we found Gabriel's secret code. Uh, and, and no, God sends them in our time of need. I can tell you there are times, I know that there, like I said, there are angels that were there. Like I can just tell you, I, I know. I absolutely know. I didn't know it at the time though. I thought I was just having a conversation with somebody. <laughs> it's crazy. I know. Y'all say, you're crazy. It's fine. I'm good with that. So if you get angels, here we go. So this is what I want for all of us. God has us in mind. As Hebrews 1.14 says, those who inherit salvation are who the angels will minister to. So if you really want to know the most about angels and really want to meet angels... Not fake ones, because see, it says Satan walks around as a, he, he acts like he's an agent of light. He's not an agent of light. He is the deceiver. He will make you think that he is an angel that's that way, fighting. Yes, as Paul says in Romans 8, he is on a, there's a, there's a war above us, but nothing can separate us from the love of God. There's a, there's a bigger battle that's happening spiritually than we know. I want you to see, that if you really want to know angels, you got to first know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, you can't really know angels. I would rather go to the creator who made something, including me, than go to somebody who maybe read a book, as I say that, as I read books, but somebody who's not experienced it. It just doesn't, it doesn't have the same... You know, if I want to go to a surgeon who's performed the surgery before. I don't know about you, but I would like to do that than somebody who played a game and figured it out, right? <laughs> like, how many surgeries have you done? That's the one I want to go to, right? That's where you can know the most about angels. So no matter what, this is what I want to lay out there in the end. God created the angels with you and I in mind. As a matter of fact, all the way through in the foundations of earth, as we've talked about, God had you and I in mind through his son accomplishing his will for us to be in right relationship. God knew that we would fall. God knew that there would have to be a way to him. And he loved us enough that he sent his son to make the way for us. So that we can be in right relationship so that we don't have to worry about the angels being gatekeepers that we actually have the way to go into the presence of God. We, we are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. So what does that look like? Well, every week we do this for those who are coming to faith for the first time. And I want to tell you the most famous verse and the verse after if you get nothing out of angels or anything else today. John 3:16 and 17 says this, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him. God's not standing at condemnation. Maybe you've worshipped angels. Maybe maybe you've worshipped things of this world. Maybe you've worshipped a relationship. Maybe you've worshipped a job. You've worshipped a career. And if nothing else right now, the Holy Spirit's moving. And, is, and, and And you feel something like you know you're searching for something. You can't quite figure out what it is. And I want to tell you, if you've never surrendered lordship of your life to Christ and made him your personal savior, that's the thing you're looking for. And that's why we do what we do is in spite of us, God still made a way for us through his son. And all we have to do is believe that Jesus is who he says he is, that we can't save ourselves. that Jesus did for us what we couldn't do for ourselves. So why we do what we do every week is so that not only those who are in Christ Jesus can be encouraged as we take next steps in him and grow in him. It's so that some for the first time will respond Respond to Jesus and trust him as their Lord and Savior. So with every head bow and every eye closed, the reason we do this every week, we pray this prayer out loud is so that no one prays alone. It's not the words of this prayer that's gonna save you. It's the faith that Jesus is who he says he is. So with every head bow and every eye closed, please repeat these words out loud after me as a church family. Dear Jesus, I believe I'm a sinner separated from you. I believe you came. Live the perfect, sinless life I couldn't live. Die the death I deserve, paying the penalty for my sins on the cross. But love me enough not to stay dead, but rose again on the third day so that I may have life. Come take over my life, Lord. Teach me to follow you step by step the rest of my life. The best way I know how. With every head bow and every eye close, for the first time, whether in the house or online or maybe you're listening throughout the week, I'm gonna ask you on the count of three to boldly raise your hand if for the first time you have confessed your sins, if you have received the free gift of salvation that Jesus came, lived, died, and rose again to give us. On the count of three, would you raise your hand if for the first time you've done that? One, two, three. If you're online, would you you can like hit an emoji, you can shoot us a message. Maybe you're listening on our podcast, shoot us a comment. You can email us at hello at TV. If you're in the app, you can shoot us a message there, whatever that looks like, but I want to let you know that God loves you. It's like he loves you, he loves me like in spite of our sin, God has God has made a way for us through his son and it was all made a way for us through Christ because of love. Because of his love. So all of us right now uh you can look up we're about to continue into worship i I hope and pray and believe that uh we learned some things about angels today and we'll come back at the end but i'd be remiss here at the end if i wasn't reminded that it's 9-11 y'all like isn't that crazy 21 years ago today uh we saw many pray to angels we saw many pray for for god to do something and i would say through that tragedy, God has redeemed it to turn us to him, turn many to him. And even in that today, as we say, we will not forget or we will remember. I pray as we go out throughout the week, that as much as we remember today, 9-11, that we will remember what Christ has done for us. In spite of the circumstance, in spite of the season we're in, in spite of what we're walking through, we would look to the cross. And we would know that the cross isn't there just for you and I, but that it's for the whole world that we get to share it. So would you stand and let's worship the Lord today. do it all over again. I'm just kidding. We're not going to do that. We're just going to have it. Y'all look at me. Y'all looked at me with like content and sending me like Satan got hurled out of heaven. y'all what y'all are going to do. It. It's all right. We're so thankful you were here. You hung out with us today as we continue our series angels. The next few weeks, hopefully you get some of your questions answered. Hopefully it'll pique your interest. You dive deeper in. But as we say, most importantly, Jesus is the answer. Everything else is everything else will fall into place. If, if, if he is our treasure, he is the one we seek. It's going to fall into place. We can learn about angels. And here's the thing. We got eternity to learn about angels too as well, right? Like we got eternity and we can, we can talk about how weird they are and they'll be like, Tyler, you got freckles, shut up. So it'll be fun. I'll talk about their wheels and their six wings and their, angel and their, their little, all that crazy good stuff. We can learn with them there. But I do want to challenge you to come hang out with us because even though we're going to learn about angels next week, we're still going to have a splash of diabetes. We're going to miss Miss Ruby, but we're going to have a splash of diabetes over there and in the breakfast area that we would love to see your smiling face eat please eat. We would love that. Have an awesome week. We say it each day every week. The best is still yet to come.